0: This episode is sponsored by how to talk to your kids about alcohol. This is the most important course I've ever offered. The conversation about alcohol can be deep and difficult, and it can be a hard one to have with your kids. But this course transforms how you talk to your kids, your parenting, your journey, and it can help you create a relationship with your kids that's built on trust and respect and authenticity. In just a few hours, you'll learn how to talk to your kids about alcohol and most importantly, how to keep them talking. How to talk to your kids about alcohol teaches you the biggest mistakes to avoid when it comes to your children and drinking, how to create relationships that are based on mutual trust, mutual respect, and openness. And what I wish I would have known as a kid before my first drink and so much more, please don't wait. Go to talk to your kids about alcohol.com to learn more and enroll.
1: I love this next question. Uh, Cause it does come up around the time when you host a dinner party. She's asking you and me, uh, do you serve wine to your guests or do you serve it if your guest brings it as a gift or do you not serve it at all?
0: Oh, this is a great question. So the first time I hosted anything social, um, it was one of my kids' birthdays. And of course, I'd always had alcohol at my kids' birthdays. You guys, I bought a keg for my own baby shower. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't drinking it, but I wanted to make sure everybody else was having a good time. I mean, really ridiculous. Anyhow, um, so I'd always served alcohol. So the first one I made alcohol sangria and non-alcoholic sangria, and I labeled them both. The most fascinating thing happened. More people drank the non-alcoholic sangria. And I was like, huh, And they're all there. It's middle of the day, they're with their kids. And it was the first time that I was like, wow. Like when we, when one of us gives us permission to make a different choice, a lot of us want to make that different choice which is really interesting. Right. And so I started asking people about it and that was really true. And so now, you know, I would just say BYOB, like, if you want it, bring it, you know, that's, that's how it's going to work. I also found myself, we went on a camping trip a few years ago and we went to the grocery store and then half the contingent had to stop at the liquor store. And I was sitting in the car while they were all going to the liquor store with my husband and my husband had stopped drinking by this time. He totally accidental. It was really, that's a whole nother story, but, um, It just, it was so like interesting to me to just watch and observe. And I think that's one of the things that's fascinating about not isolating ourselves and saying, okay, well, I can only exist with this lifestyle on an island. I actually existed with this lifestyle a a whole year after I stopped drinking. I was still in that global international job. I went to France, Brazil. I went to Bahrain. I went to the UK. I went to Sydney. I went to like all of these places where very boozy cultures And I just wasn't drinking. And it was so fascinating because I'm like, oh, wow. And I would watch people get drunk and watch the light go out of their eyes. And when I was looking at it like an experiment, it was like, huh, that's so interesting. But I think one of the most important things is that we think very, there's so much common knowledge that we have that we just isn't correct. But we think we have to try to change the people we love or the people in our lives. And nobody wants advice they don't ask for. It. So it actually happens when we just let them be them that eventually people start coming up to you and saying, Hey, wait, I noticed you weren't drinking. And then we can have like a really interesting conversation about it. So that's what I did personally. I'd actually do so far as to one more thing. Like if, if I was going out with a group of work colleagues, I noticed that if I ordered iced tea before everybody else drank, they'd all look at each other and kind of sadly order iced tea because I was the boss. (laughs) And so what I'd start to do is I'd be like, okay, who wants red, who wants white? And I'd order drinks for the table. And then I'd order my iced tea because I just wanted people to feel good and feel comfortable. I knew I wasn't going to like, you know, we're not changing through like force, right? We're just allowing Anyway that was
1: a, yeah that was a big thing for me you know i used to when people would come over to my house uh especially when i first quit there's a whole like i don't want to drink around scott idea Um, I wanted them to be comfortable because it literally held no charge for me. Like if it was in my house, I might even have some in my house now. I don't know. People will leave beers in my fridge sometimes when they come over. Um, But like, it didn't matter to me. And so what mattered to me was that I was there and able to connect with people. And when people were really had that wall up about like, oh, I can't drink here or whatever. Like for me, And this was what was right for me. It may or may not be right for you, but like one of the things that I found that was really helpful is I would actually call people before they came over and I would say, what do you want to drink, right? I'm going to the grocery store. You can buy everything here in the grocery store. What do you want to drink? Um, Or I would assume, right? And I just grab their favorite type of beer or wine. My mom drinks box wine. I know exactly what type. I had it when she came over. The reason for that is that I wanted her to be comfortable. As time has gone on, I've kind of moved into a little bit of a uh, a little bit of a, you know, whatever you want to do, go ahead and bring it sort of mode, but for me, like making sure that people learned that I was okay with it just was me going out and buying it and I I didn't mind that at all. So, but it's different for everybody. It's all about how you feel.
0: Wouldn't it be great if our children never had to go through the pain and challenges that we faced in our own relationships with alcohol? That's my greatest wish for my own kids, and it's why I created the most important course that I've ever offered, How to Talk to Your Kids About Alcohol. Now, even if you've struggled with alcohol and you're not sure what to talk to your kids about it, or if you want to create a relationship with your children that's based on mutual respect, mutual trust, and open communication, if you know that this conversation might be one of the most important you'll have with your kids and it just can't wait any longer, then this course is for you. It includes lifetime access to six video modules, a bonus recorded QA session where I answer questions from parents live, just like you, an interactive workbook, and our private and exclusive How to Talk to Your Kids About Alcohol online Community, where you can connect with others who are also navigating this important conversation. Visit TalkToYourKidsAboutAlcohol.com to learn more and enroll today. And as always, rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast as it truly helps the message reach somebody who might need to hear it today.